What's up, QAA listeners? The fun games have begun. I found a way to connect to the internet. I'm sorry, boy. Welcome, listener, to the 257th chapter of the QAA podcast, the Elon Strolls Through the Pizzagate episode. As always, we are your hosts, Jake Rokotansky, Julian Field, and Travis View. I love cheese pizza. (laughs) And I love hot dogs. I prefer it with pepperoni, but if you're going to give me pizza and it's just the cheese pizza, I'm loving it. I love Captain Picard. Mm. I love Elon Musk. And I love what he's doing with himself and his platforms and his cool companies. And we're here to celebrate the great benefactor who is going to, in his words, help rebuild Gaza after supporting the Israeli bombardment. So this week we will be examining Elon's love for Pizza Gate. The ancient conspiracy theory that led to QAnon in the first place, and also that seems to be of the living dead variety. Never stops, always comes back, and we are in an endless cycle of covering it, this time with a billionaire on board, (laughs) which we love, folks. We love that. We'll also be examining Elon's connection to a very real enjoyer of pedophilia and assault of women and trafficking of them as well and children known as Jeffrey Epstein. Elon, we're here for you, buddy. We're here to celebrate you. We're here to celebrate your connections to some of the best people on the planet. And we're here to have slices of the finest, warmest cheese pizza on offer. Travis, I see you chewing through a piece right now. Mm -hmm. I think you've got something to tell us. Yeah. Jake, you are dairy intolerant, so you're having the vegan cheese pizza. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I, like I said, I'm, I'm hot dogs only. Copy that. Neon green relish, poppy seed bun, celery salt. I'm just here with a big glass of walnut sauce. I don't know what you guys are doing. <laughs> oh, you're, chug, you're chugging a walnut sauce smoothie. <laughs> Listen, I've already had mine for today, so yeah, I'm definitely onto the pizza. Yeah, around the holidays, they put a little bit of uh, alcohol in it. I can't wait to drink a big glass of walnog. <laughs> Merry Christmas. (laughs) Fuck us. (laughs) Before we begin to fuck ourselves and fuck you, uh, we would like to tell you about a party that we have coming up. We only have a few tickets left for it. You can find the link in the episode description. It's on December 16th on a Saturday at the Goldfish, which is a very cool venue here in LA. I am preparing some electronic music, Come to Dance. And before that, we'll have a loose podcast set. Come and hang out with us tickets in the episode description there are i know less than seven left okay travis what you got for us the first thing i want to point out is that elon musk is as far as i'm aware the third billionaire to endorse or embolden pizzagate and or QAnon. the first is obviously trump himself who did a wink wink nod nod when asked about QAnon while he was in the white house and the second is notch the uh, creator of of Minecraft, who out and out like endorsed like uh, QAnon and um, and even Pragmatic a couple of years ago, he's since gone off that. But for a while there, he was all, all in on QAnon, very weird. And now we have Elon Musk. That's three. I don't know exactly how many billionaires there are in the world, but I feel like that's a lot comparatively. I feel like people who have endorsed Pizzagate as billionaires, it's overrepresentative. It's, 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 it's more than it should be, certainly. I'd like to deliver a pizza box to them, and inside it, there's a complex mechanism that mm-hmm. I've built out of, you know, bits and bobs. You mean right. built let's out, say of, out of bread, cheese, and say, meats, right? <laughs> let's just say it tastes explosive. Mm. 
because because you put some red pepper flakes on it, right? Because it is a no, no. It is the bomb, as in oh, that was bomb, bomb pizza, right? Yeah, it is the bomb and sent to them that is them. So. How many times are we going to have to do this? How many times okay. are well, we going to think that the the dumbest of the the sort of conspiracy tales is over, done with, they found something new, there's something better, a new bake has been done. But no, here we are again. I, 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 I was saying this before we started recording, but I feel like we are just living 2016 over and over and over again. And soon we're just going to be living 2020 uh, over and over and over again, which uh, decidedly may be worse. No, I feel like I feel like a whole generation has to pass before the current conspiracy theories sort of switch over. Like, for example, like before there was Seth Rich, was who we're going to be talking about. There was uh, Vince Foster, who was, you know, a, you know, a White House staffer that a lot of people thought were, was murdered by the Clintons. You don't hear about Vince Foster so much anymore. It's passe. It's old. It's mm-hmm. old hat. People are bored with it because now they got a lot of new stuff. But it took, you know, it took a good, you know, a, a 30, 40 years before uh, four people really got bored of it and moved on. Travis View endorsing wiping out a generation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just one. Not not all people, but one generation of people, <laughs> just so we have new conspiracy theories and we have something fresh to cover. Mm-hmm. So you're saying when I'm like 60 years old, there things might be, at least we'll get something maybe a little bit new. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be worse. Yeah, it'll be much worse. I don't know. I don't know. What, <laughs> so worse, one thing yeah. one thing that we also learned about conspiracy theories is that they they often like change with the technology. Obviously, QAnon could only happen because of the internet. And like, you know, previous generations, uh, you know, was like new media technology enabled new ways of uh, conspiracy theories. So we have to wait until VR catches on. And everyone's in their little pod in their fantasy world to see what kind of conspiracy theories will emerge then. So Elon Musk, he, he's having kind of a rough time as the owner of what he calls X, and I'm just going to call Twitter because X is a dumb name. Part of the trouble is caused by the fact that Musk has endorsed anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. In response to a tweet that said that Jewish communities have been pushing, quote, hatred against whites, Musk responded, you have said the actual truth. Awesome. So he got in trouble for this. So Musk's comments on the actual truth about Jews came the same day as the Center for Countering Digital Hate uh, released new research, which found that 98% of racist and anti-Semitic tweets examined by that group were still up on the platform a week after being reported for violating hate speech rules. So it's not being moderated, this platform. He could have, like, you know, made moderation better. There are lots of good ways he could have responded to this information. But instead, he decided to sue this organization for defaming X, uh, accusing the organization of spreading false information about hate speech and misinformation on Musk's website as part of a conspiracy to scare advertisers. I think that they don't regulate the platform because if they regulated the platform, Musk would lose like half of his timeline, like half of his For You page. Right. <laughs> More than half of his paying customers would probably be banned. Yeah, that's true. He, he's put himself in a tricky situation where you you are depending, uh, you know, financially on the subscriptions of, you know, some of the most vile people with the most, you know, vile uh, sort of things to say. By visiting uh, Netanyahu, though, he is proving uh, once and for all that you can suck up to anti-Semites and Zionists at the same time. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) 
So Elon Musk is also suing Media Matters for America for another report showing that uh, hateful content was showing up uh, next to um, advertisements on the platform. And of course, this led is probably contributed to the advertiser exodus. I, I was receiving political propaganda directly from the state of Israel paid for with advertising dollars. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, uh, as a consequence of Elon Musk's behavior and, of course, this poor uh, moderation, advertisers are not so hot on um, putting their ad dollars on Twitter. So Apple, Disney, Coca-Cola and other major companies have since removed paid ads from the platform. And uh, this could deprive X of up to $75 million in revenue, according to a New York Times report. And the best part is that Elon Musk is just doubling down. In fact, he has a special message for advertisers who were boycotting Twitter because of his uh, behavior, um, which is go fuck yourself. And he said this <laughs> at a conference in New York today. So here's the clip. Obviously, you know that there's a public perception that and, and you're clarifying this now, um, but there's a public perception that that was part of a apology tour, if you will, that were, this had been said online. There was all of the criticism. There was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger today. I hope today. they stop. You hope? Uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If, if somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go fuck yourself. But go fuck yourself. <laughs> is that clear? I hope it is. Hey, Bob, if you're in the audience. <laughs> That's, Man, he's, he's dressed like the most basement-dwelling version of Adam Jensen. He thinks he looks so cool with his little fucking medallion and his little fucking. That's such uh, a that's such a funny that's such a coat. funny reference. I was gonna say he looks like a um, high schoolers like Halloween costume of the Ray Ban vampire. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he has looked like he's wearing a rubber suit of himself for a while. But like, okay, this makes perfect sense, right? Disney is not gonna want to pay uh, extra, you know, extra money in in advertising dollars uh, on a platform where the paid users and and quickly the ma the majority of, of the of the platform thinks that Disney is like a, a pedophile uh, trafficking grooming grooming their children with their with their movies uh, yeah why would they it makes it makes perfect sense why they would pull advertising the text right under him as he says go fuck yourself says Musk anti-semitism was not my intention <laughs> it's like dude this guy, this guy rocks. He's like creating a new situation during his like apology. <laughs> like it's so good. Let's go, buddy. Let's go. I, I know. The other w weird thing is that he seems to think that people not wanting to do business with him because it will be bad for their own business and might taint their brand in some way. They're acting their own self-interest is blackmailing him. Yeah. Like that's not blackmail. It's like if me choosing to not do business for, with you, me choosing to not give you money because it's not in my self-interest isn't blackmail. I, I don't know how warped you have to get to believe that if Coca-Cola isn't shoving cash into my pocket, I'm being blackmailed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, I mean, there's a perfect example of like how we view corporate, you know, massive corporations and ads and sponsorship. How dare they? How dare they not? But like to me, this is a perfect situation. Perfectly fine. Disney says, fuck you. We're not going to we're not going to advertise on your platform. And he says, fine. 
Go fuck yourself. You know, it is every New Yorker's God-given right to treat each other like dirt. It's, (laughs) you know, it's fine. All right. We've we've got, and this is pretty good, less than 20 minutes before the first Ghostbusters reference. It was too, it was too, it was right there. It was right there for me. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, the interviewer at this event, Andrew Ross Sorkin, tried vainly to get Elon to acknowledge the financial reality of the situation. I mean, Twitter is still an advertising-based platform. Those $8 blue checks aren't going to pay the bills. But Elon didn't want to uh, acknowledge what's going on. Well, let me ask you then. That's how I feel. Don't advertise. How do you think then about the economics of of X if... if, if if part of the underlying model, at least today, and maybe it needs to shift, maybe the answer is it needs to shift away from advertising. Um, if, if you believe that this is the one part of your business where you will be beholden to those who uh, have this view, what do you do? F Y. I, I understand that, but there's a reality too, <laughs> right? Yes. No, no. I, I, I mean, Linda no, Yaccarino's right here, and she's got to sell advertising. Absolutely. So, um, no, no, totally. So, so no, no. Just, you're just saying memes now. <laughs> G-F-Y. Wow. You're not online, and no one cares. Your audience doesn't care. No. You're not getting any claps. It's fucking pathetic. Yeah, what was really amazing about this moment is that, you know, Sorkin, he was like, he's trying to be very earnest and trying to ask a sincere question. But Elon, he's like, he's like, he, he felt very good about about saying go fuck yourself those uh, those few seconds ago he wants to recreate that moment so he tried gfy waiting for that applause that just never comes really bizarre i think he genuinely thinks that like ian miles chong is like a representative citizen of earth (laughs) this man has chan brain he really believes that like these weird little fans of his are the majority of the population and everyone else is just there to like destroy him or make fun of him or they're jealous of him or something. Uh, a, a stuttering, fucking bizarre, molten wax Elon. <laughs> yeah. you, you can't take the internet humor and attitude and edginess out into the real world this is like this is like when neo uh you know gets gets pulled out of the matrix and he's like bald and slimy and weak you know it just doesn't it just doesn't yeah. translate like that kind of humor just falls completely dead in this very sort of pro- professional setting you know don't don't you see me with a full set of hair what what do you mean you just see me in wearing a loincloth bald and <laughs> and slimy well i don't understand no, I think I think you're, you're right. I mean, like if he said "go fuck yourself," Disney on Twitter, he would get like a, like thousands and thousands of blue check marks. Like, oh, base, yeah, epic, holy shit, King Elon, this is incredible. Just and he would like scroll through all the mentions of them talking about how how fucking awesome he is. And he thought that same exact thing would happen at a New York Times event with these, you know, these you know, kind of like you know, well connected, stuffy people, and they just looked on in bewilderment instead. You know what? I take back the Chan brain thing. He has Reddit brain. He's not even fucking into the esoteric stuff. The man is very straightforward. He is basically the kind of edgelord version of the like hang in there kitten poster. Uh, he He's a fucking wine mom, basically. He's a glorified wine mom. And if you've ever imagined what it's like to go on a first date and have someone uh, film the whole thing and talk past you to their Reddit audience. This is what it's like. 
Musk then tried to claim that the Twitter boycott may destroy the platform, uh, the, the boycott of advertisers. And if that happens, then somehow it's the advertiser's fault. Actually, what, what this advertising boycott is, uh, is, is going to do, it's, it's going to kill the company. And you think that the company... I, I, but, and the whole world will know that those advertisers killed the company. And we will document it in great detail. But there are those advertisers, I imagine, are going to say, they're going to say, we didn't kill the company. Oh, yeah. They're going to say. Tell to, tell to Earth. But they're going to say that they're going to say, Elon, that you killed the company because you said these things and that they were inappropriate things and that they didn't feel comfortable on the platform. Right. That's, that's and, what and they're going to say. And let's see how Earth responds to that. So, OK, this, then this goes back to. We'll, the, we'll both make our cases. Right. And we'll see what the outcome is. The outcome, my man, is going to be that you look bad. He, This guy on stage, who seems annoying, looks insanely healthy. It's like a human being talking to the first iteration of a robot Yeah, uh, that's supposed to resemble a human being. And you're gurning. Your head is swiveling back and forth to the audience, from which you're getting nothing. You're getting nothing from the audience. It, it's, it's alarming to watch his body jerk around in these fucking bizarre manners he may he makes at this point he makes zuckerberg look yes incredibly affable and yes human. absolutely yeah there are a couple things going on there now first of all the 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 he's talking about is going to kill the company as if it's a prediction as if he somehow already senses in its bones that the situation is untenable and then the, the you know the x company will collapse why would you say such a thing and then he says that in his threat his counter threat is like we're gonna document it and we're going to you know tell disney you did this oh who gives a shit you, you have bought a company you would be the the most catastrophic story in silicon valley history the most wealth and capital burned up in the shortest period of time and your response is well i'm gonna blame other people for the failure of my fucking company what what it's just so crazy because when you make that much money and you're that much of a fucking redditor you're willing to like sacrifice a portion of your wealth to make your point <laughs> this is like an idiot like spending a third of his savings to win a flame war online that's it. He wants to be right more than he cares about the money. Oh. He wants to be right more than he cares about uh, approval from his actual peers. At this point, he, he is way more interested in getting the people to, to call him based. He, he must have like the Trump morning ritual now of like people printing up like comments from his Twitter stuff and just saying, yeah, base fucking word. Elon, you're the best. Well, and who does this guy think he is that that he stands as a, you know, a lead representative of the people of Earth? You know, he's like, yeah, we'll see. He goes, we'll see what the people of Earth say as if you rule over them somehow. What? Because what? Because you own Twitter. If the aliens arrive, they're going to think there's two different races on Earth. There's two <laughs> species. There's fucking human beings and there's whatever the fuck Elon has become. Yeah, we found this other twitchy type of human, but there weren't that many of them. <laughs> You know what? I think I think uh, this might be reveals how he just uh, subscribes to this long termist philosophy 
this this idea that you know the it's like actually the um, only a small portion of humans that will ever live have been born. So I'm not thinking about present time human beings caring about me. I have instead I'm trying to appeal to the imaginary humanity projected into the future. So this is who he's dealing with. He's not dealing with the real world as it is as we're living it. We're li- he's sort of responding. He's sort of appealing to the imaginary future Earth in Elon Musk's own head. And in that world, Elon thinks he's killing it. He imagines the future of humanity will 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 vindicate him and think he's awesome because he doesn't give a shit about the rest of us, actual flesh and blood human beings who have to live on the same planet as him. Starting to wonder if he actually put the Neuralink thing in his head and th- he's lucky that he got through the interview without like beating his head against the floor like one of his monkeys <laughs> until they had to put him down. I'm sure the people, you know, the thousand or so colonists stepping off, you know, are the space arc onto earth too are you know as they as they explore this beautiful new world this this you know strange flora and fauna that they'll they'll still be you know whispering to each other about about what elon musk did you know 250 years ago at one point sorkin accidentally called a post on x a tweet and elon corrected him I mean, that's good because it, didn't he have to correct Elon that his name wasn't Jonathan? He fucked up the interviewer's name in the middle of the interview. Incredible. When you tweet, yeah. do you ever post. Say, uh, post? Let's say post. When you post. I mean, listen, I'm open. If right. anyone can I come up with a better word, uh, that would be great. When you um, post, though. But uh, you, the least bad word I can think of is post. Uh, it's a, yeah. Oh, man. You call, you call it a tweet. You should have called it a tweet. You were handed extremely uh, the, the word tweet literally is in the dictionary. We've talked about it before. And and for some reason he threw that all away. It's easy. It's like I don't I feel like I'm being gaslit. The the fact that I feel that I feel compelled to pay attention to this man. That I'm expected to pretend that this man is some sort of business genius. Uh, when when he like he shat on something so so valuable like within months of uh, owning this company. Look at look at the reality here. Facebook they did not manage to rename what a post is. Instagram did not manage it. TikTok did not manage it. Snapchat did not manage it. Nobody managed to create a word for posting that was actually used so that forever your company would be associated with that type of message sending online. And yet this man took a look at this precious thing, one of the few actual assets of value that Twitter has, and just was like, well, I'm open to better ideas. What? What do you mean? You had the idea. You de- you deleted it. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> he said no, thank you to yeah, yeah the, the one of the most valuable brand assets uh, in the in the world. Musk also gave an absurd rationale for uh, opposing unions, uh, which is that it creates a lords and peasants thing. Workers unions creating feudalism. I think it is a novel argument. I have to say, I disagree with the idea of unions. But perhaps for a reason that is different than people may expect, which is I just don't like anything which creates kind of a lords and peasants sort of thing. And, and I think the unions naturally try to create negativity in a company and, and create a kind of sort of lords and peasants uh, situation. This is incredible. I mean, he literally can't tell the difference between reality, which is that there are lords and peasants in the system and that unions are like basically the only bulwark against that, mm-hmm. that we still fucking have, even though they've been decimated and reduced in their power to to negotiate it, with with 
the fucking impression people get. I don't want people to get the impression that there's lords and peasants, despite the fact that there already fucking is. I've recreated feudalism, and I am confusing the image that I'm selling of the situation. It, it is magnificent. I mean, I really do think he might have the Neuralink thing in there. Maybe he has a canned audience. Maybe they've been programming it so that he hears cheers every time he says something. <laughs> like, he is experiencing a very different moment than everybody else. Oh, yeah. He's got he's got that augmented reality thing going. He, he looks over this and sees yeah. just, just, just rows and rows of Pepe's, just like on Twitter, cheering yeah. and laughing and crying and, and talking about how wonderful and changing he is. Yeah, oinking <laughs> and shitting and rolling around and their little fucking eyeballs popping out and they're fucking worshipping at his feet. Yeah, I mean, so strange. There was a lot of speculation that Elon was on drugs during the interview. Uh, a lot of people pointed to an earlier tweet of Elon's that said this. It said, I have serious concerns about SSRIs as they tend to zombify people. Occasional use of ketamine is a much better option in my opinion. I have a prescription for when my brain chemistry sometimes goes super negative. All right, I'll jump in here as our drug correspondent and just kind of try to sort this out. Okay, yeah, I'm curious. I'm what 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 you have to make sense of this. A lot of people were saying ketamine. That was the big speculation. What in your assessment is going on here? First, first of all, let's talk about these SSRIs. I've been on SSRIs for years. I think that you can say many things about me. Zombified is not one of them. Yeah. I am a nightmare to deal with in some <laughs> cases due to the fact that I am very much unzombified. The only thing it does is kind of make you less horny. And I'm able to push through that. <laughs> Believe you me. Now, let's let's deal with the ketamine. The ketamine, you know what? Mm -hmm. Hey, I've tried pharmaceutical ketamine uh, in, a, in a kind of uh, environment where you're trying to kind of, yeah, rewrite a little bit, uh, the, 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 you know, consistent depression or, or, or downward view of the world. It, it can be an interesting thing. Uh, not for me, because I just then want to use it recreationally, and I will take the what the doctor gives me and do what I wish with it, uh, which is uh, unsavory. But what I will say is that you can't explain what you're looking at on stage by saying he's on ketamine. That That is not really how ketamine works. He, he might have some still left in his system. What I'm looking at is something that I have personally experienced, which is when you've been playing with too many different drugs for a while, uh, I would say he probably has a steady stream of uppers in him. Mm -hmm. Maybe at the time of the interview, he is on those. Like, I wouldn't doubt it. Adderall, you know, you get your little go pills. Mm -hmm. you, you fucking, you're a little, uh, you're a flight pilot, you know, in your brain. And, you know, your your nervous system is shot. You're stuttering. You're kind of shifting around. It's the, the process of both coming down and coming up on, uh, you know, uppers. Uh, I'd say that, yes, that there's there's some weird speech pattern stuff and just a, a general demeanor that would indicate uh, on and off use of uh, dissociatives and psychedelic drugs, maybe even stuff like MDMA, uh, which eventually kind of just changes broadly how you express yourself and your ability to kind of access thoughts or uh, move your body in a, in a normal way. Um, but yeah, no, my man is gurning. Like, my man is on some shit. Like, he's on some shit. He's coming off some shit. He's been using some shit for a while. And all of that stuff adds up. Yeah, you know, I think that the um, unnatural high degrees of self-confidence that comes from taking uppers may explain why he keeps expecting the audience to just, you know, uh, break into a standing ovation at any moment. Uh, so, yeah, that tracks.
Yeah, like, I mean, I don't think he's on coke, but this is very much how people are on cocaine. Like, he actually is experiencing an awesome moment, you know? <laughs> yeah. And he, he, re he genuinely doesn't understand why everyone else isn't. And yeah. you only realize later, like, oh, my God, I was talking so much shit and running my dumbass mouth. And I didn't even wait for the fucking clapping. I didn't even wait for the cheers because I, I felt them inside. The neurons were firing. I see you guys and probably a lot of other people online are are making these assumptions, you know, sort of based on his behavior. Um, but I'd like to say, uh, you know, I, I think you could make uh, some of these assumptions based on the jacket. Yes. That jacket has absolutely had a couple little baggies, uh, you know, <laughs> duct taped inside the, the inner pocket. Yeah. And if I'm not wrong, he's wearing an IDF. Yes. Dog tag? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they got, got to kind Israel. of protect it. That's it's like he thinks it's like fucking garlic against vampires, but like against accusations of anti Semitism. Oh, yeah, you're doing great, man. You have a real fucking grasp of the situation that people think you're a better person for supporting yeah. Israel. Everybody loves you, man. You fucking rule, dude. Yeah, that's one thing uh, that Elon and I now finally have in common is that we've both been to Israel. Although I went, um, you know, when I was 15 years old um, and, you know, had a crush on a on a girl there. And, and I think Elon, Nothing happened? He, he went and um, did some sort of like crazy, crazy song and dance. Uh, I, I think probably to make up for the fact uh, that a lot of people, uh, you know, were pointing out that uh, some of the things he was posting and replying to uh, were pretty clearly anti-Semitic. Guess what? Israel doesn't give three fucking shits if you're actually anti-Semitic. They just want you to fucking support their ethno-national interests yeah i saw I, I saw a little video of of there was a whole song and dance ceremony about um you know him receiving the the dog tag and he was like i will wear this i will wear this until the end of time i will be doing bumps off this in many bathrooms <laughs> so things are getting so bad uh that i recently saw on twitter an ad for what was called a vax detox targeted at the Vaccine Injured by Dr. Stella Emanuel, also better known as the uh, demon sperm doctor, because she mm -hmm. claimed that diseases were caused by, um, you know, having people having sex dreams about demons. Not to be confused with the school of medicine that recovers come from dead people, what? which is another one that we've been hearing about lately. There's a lot of new sperm doctors. Lots. Yeah. Yeah. Come is in the news, certainly. <laughs> so, I mean, he's just on a spiral. He is kind of amazing because my grand theory of Elon Musk is that, you know, we talk about, we talk about how like, you know, the multi-million dollar class of people who are just totally free from consequences. But we're only talking about people who are only worth like, you know, tens, hundreds of millions of dollars, you know, the, you know, the, those kinds of people. This guy is like two or three or four levels above the somebody worth merely a hundred billion dollars in terms of being free from consequences so his brain is just cooked on a level that mm -hmm. us mere mortals could could not possibly understand yeah he's also single big problem you know oh. you, got, you got this much money you you own this this massive platform and and you're single Ugh, this is this is a recipe for disaster i think elon is so powerfully guy who gets no pussy that even when he's getting pussy it just doesn't fix anything so i don't i wouldn't even recommend it stay away from women right despite having like 
10 kids. He's a, he's a spiritual incel. <laughs> Absolutely. As part of Elon Musk's continuing spiral, he has endorsed the Pizzagate conspiracy theory and also made a trolling reference to QAnon. So I want to start with the QAnon reference because I don't think this one was made in earnest. So what he did was, so this was sparked by a Reuters report about the chaotic ouster of OpenAI CEO Sam Altman. So the lead on that report says, quote, ahead of OpenAI CEO Sam Altman's four days in exile, several staff researchers wrote a letter to the board of directors warning of a powerful artificial intelligence discovery that they said could threaten humanity. So this this powerful breakthrough was called Q star, which is written out with like with Q with an, uh, an asterisk. Now, first of all, I think it's very funny uh, that just generally the PR strategy for um, AI technology, because n- normally people in Silicon Valley and tech, when they want to promote their product, they says we're bringing people together. We're like advancing humanity. We're making things uh, so much easier and faster and, um, you know, more connected in ways that, you know, were just not possible in previous generations. It's very optimistic. What I like about AI technology, like like OpenAI, is that their their PR is all about this is going to destroy humanity. It's too powerful. What we're building is so scary. I'm shitting and pissing every day with fear because what we're building is too amazing. Someone regulate us. Help, help. Which is which is different. Which is a different strategy. I just I respect that definitely. Just the shitting my pants with fear about what you're making. You know, being Doctor Frankenstein intentionally, like knowing you're making something horrible. I like that strategy. Yeah, going home, you know, ordering Chipotle, uh, talking with your partner, being like, I just don't know. I just don't know. I don't know if what we're doing is right. We we could very well uh, be bringing about the end of the world. Did they forget the guac on this? Oh, I put it I put it in the app, but it didn't. Oh, oh. And then that's their ad because it's like, well, if it's that powerful, I want to be in a, a, on the ground floor. Well, this is going to be huge. Exactly. If this is going to be the thing that destroys the world, oh my god, can you imagine the stock value? <laughs> yeah, I want to be a part of it so I can be one of the voices fighting back against it later on. No, I mean that's I mean that's the, I mean the, the subtext of the message is that what we're building is like so amazing and world-changing that it's fucking dangerous man we're we're not we're not one of these we're not saying we're not facebook we're not saying we're bringing people together we're not saying we're making a better world we're saying we're fucking destroying the world (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna tear people apart exactly who who names their their thing Q nowadays? I mean, are we just are we so niche and just so surrounded by? Does the general does the general advertising world still think Q is is you know associated potentially uh, with Star Trek or or maybe even pool? It gets worse if you name it a asterisk. It could be confused with like a hole. Right? Okay. So apparently, you know, the Q is just a popular name for AI things because, like, just yesterday, the day before we recorded this, Amazon they introduced a new AI chatbot called Q. It's called Amazon okay. Q. Awesome. So the answer is That's like, smart. do is like uh, now. In my opinion, the letter Q was just ruined forever. You're not allowed to call anything correct that because they they took it. You know, I I I I give up that ground that letter. All right, but but <laughs> normies normies they they don't give a shit about this. They may not know this, and then I guess also like tech marketing people, they also don't think there's anything wrong with Q. They might bite them in the future, but Jesus, I don't know. I feel like it's a bad idea. Yeah, to keep calling things Q. No, they're fans of James Bond. They're fans of Star Trek. They, mm. they don't give a fucking shit about this podcast. Yeah, and mm. that's the, that's the biggest problem. I mean, you can you can obviously you could fix it all by just subscribing to our podcast, encouraging other to subscribe to, to our podcast, and instead 
Great. Yeah. You're going to watch a freaking movie about the, the man named James Bond who was who was canceled for sexual assault multiple times. <laughs> if we had our way, Q would be like, um, you know how some some uh, high rise buildings, uh, they go straight from uh, 12 to 14. Uh, you know, they don't have the the, the 13th mm-hmm. floor. It sh- yeah. should be the same with the alphabet on Sesame Street. That's when they're true. doing letters, uh, they go <laughs> they go right from. P to R, you know, and it did take me a second to have to say the alphabet in my head really quick to figure out which letters go around Q. Um, But that's probably how it should be. Stricken from the record, uh, 25 letter alphabet, 23 letter alphabet now. Well, Jake, do you mind if I ask you a question about that approach? Uh, Sure. I would love for you to aid me in my quest uh, to gain knowledge. <laughs> Why did you add a P? My, my quest. Quest. Okay. All right. All right. We're moving. All right. That's enough of that. So what Elon Musk did is that, um, in reference to the story, he thought he'd do a little trolling, and he tweeted out Q star anon. And then read out, look, 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 like, you know, Q asterisk anon. And of course, is the, I think his intention with this is to irritate people like myself or people in the press or whatever. He was, he was yeah. just, he was just being, a, just being a, a, a giggling little bitch. But, um, but, but in, in effect, you know, there are lots of people under his replies who were these blue checked QAnon people because now there are a ton of that. It's like, oh my God, you know, very excited about this new development. And you have to imagine that given the types of posters and and types of political uh, pundits that Elon sort of interacts with. You know, he's been asked about QAnon before. It's definitely in his peripheral vision at the very least. His last answer was just lol. That's yeah. right. Press. The Washington Post asked him about QAnon. His, his only response was LOL. Cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. Good, good stuff. So let's move on to the Pizzagate bullshit. So here's how this happened. So Musk wrote a post that says, Does seem at least a little suspicious. And this was alongside a meme featuring characters from the American TV show The Office, which includes fake dialogue superimposed on images of a character arguing that Pizzagate is real. So this is very dumb, but I have to to explain what exactly the image is here. So the meme features the character of Michael Scott saying, Pizzagate is real, to which the character of Pam responds, no, it isn't. We have experts. Michael Scott responds, they traffic children. Pam says, but we have experts. And then Michael Scott says, your expert just went to jail for child porn. And then Pam looks very shocked. Importantly, Michael's the smart one in the show. This meme makes no sense. What, there's only one expert? I know. This is, I want to get into this. So this is, this is, I mean, this is part of a conspiracy theory that has been circulating. We talked about this actually a few months ago, but like at least since last July. So uh, Musk then, he, he linked to an article about the arrest of James Gordon Meek, who is a former ABC reporter who uh, pleaded guilty to child pornography charges. So Musk, he would, I think he, he think he dealt with like FBI stuff and it, like he didn't report on Pizzagate. I think he mentioned it one time in passing in one of the reports. So he was not a debunker in Pizzagate, but yes, you're right. That's not how debunking works. There isn't a conspiracy theory. And then like, there's one guy who does the debunking and he's the debunker. And then everyone else decides, well, I guess the debunker says debunked. So it's debunked. <laughs> I, I think, I think with, with this, this weird conspiracy theory is like the debunker of Pizzagate was arrested for, for child porn. 
this this idea I think reveals I think uh, the what the how the conspiracist mind thinks the normies live right because they basically think that like oh I just believe everything that the mainstream media tells me and if there's what they do is if they want to debunk a conspiracy theory they assign one guy to be the debunker and then I trust him and totally there isn't like there's not a there's not like a flat earth debunker there's not like one guy who decided that you know the MSM assigned to be the debunker of the thing despite Travis wishing that he that he was assigned the role (laughs) but yeah exactly that's the whole thing about debunking something gets debunked when many 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 people do the research and they come to the same conclusion that that the facts do not add up right it also like this one was like really bad it wasn't like debunked it was never credible in the first place and like when we say that something is debunked it just means that like there was and here's one explanation of why this particular claim isn't credible and that's not like the one that doesn't make any sense i mean it's just this is very confusing i don't understand how the people who say these things the debunker of pizzagate was arrested or whatever how they think the media consumption works because it's not as good a meme if it's one of the people who said that there was nothing to this story got arrested for child pornography even though that's the truth there that's the truth and you know would be you know you still could use that to own you know whoever you're arguing with on Line, but it's 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 way better if it's the one guy who was most outspoken about the you know Pizzagate being a lie. He actually himself is a pizza guy. I mean, you have it right in the meme. Pam says, but we have experts. Michael Scott says your expert singular just went to jail for child porn. First of all, the guy was not a Pizzagate expert. That's just wrong. Mm-hmm. And second of all, I would advise a man who likes child pornography to not report on the FBI. So this unsurprisingly led to much celebration in QAnon world. Uh, for example, this is what classic OG Pizzagate and QAnon promoter Liz Crokin had to say about this development. You have Elon Musk putting a laser pointer on Pizzagate. Do you think that Elon Musk would be putting a laser pointer on Pizzagate, if it was just a conspiracy theory, if it was a hoax, if it was fake, no, he would not be putting a laser pointer on Pizzagate if Pizzagate wasn't real. So since Elon Musk put a huge spotlight on Pizzagate, we finally have some really big accounts, some that have over a million followers talking about Pizzagate, Acknowledging Pizzagate's real, stating that Pizzagate not only is real, it always was real, and it's still ongoing. This is a huge turning point because in seven years, over seven years, I don't think I've ever seen an account with millions of followers talk about Pizzagate. And it's slowly starting to happen. The tide is finally turned. Musk has held press conferences to announce projects and technologies that have never materialized. The man systematically points a laser pointer to things that don't fucking happen and aren't true. 
Yeah, I think the other thing is that I'm reminded of like how QAnon and Pizzagate people think reality works or the reason why all their friends and family think that they're kind of weird for thinking that um, that, you know, that child abuse is, is running rampant at a pizza parlor in Washington, D.C. It's because they think that this is the, that the media and the government sort of just create reality. They create what's real. And the only reason why I'm not invited to Thanksgiving anymore is because the media has like stamped this out and like big names, you know, people with big voices um, are saying that this isn't credible. And so they think that the only way to fight against that is to have other big names like Elon Musk, like Donald Trump, saying that these pe- that these conspiracy theories are real. And by like by having this amplification, then that is in effect as good as making it real. I mean, remember the QAnon, the whole the whole project of posting and memeing was it was to institute a great awakening. They believed that they could totally change the fabric of reality by posting enough and posting that these conspiracy theories are real. I, I really don't think they think that, you know, truth and reality is this solid thing independent from perception. You know, perception and awareness and reality are all wrapped up into the same thing. So it's very strange. But I think that they 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 really think that they just need to get enough people, enough powerful people to post enough about Pizzagate for, um you know, Hillary Clinton and all the other elite pedos to finally be shipped off to Gitmo. Remember when Jeffrey Epstein finally went to jail for the uh, last time. Yeah. And a bunch of stories started coming out. And these QAnon people were saying, this is proof that Pizzagate is real. Well, surely the new guy that they've chosen as the truthsayer, Elon Musk, doesn't have a direct connection to Jeffrey Epstein, right? Because they would point that out. They're doing their research. They're digging. Right, Travis? Well, no, no, you'd think so. Uh, but uh, there is actually some. You now, there's obviously no accusation that um, that uh, Elon Musk or Ghislaine Maxwell procured children for Elon Musk, or that or that uh, Musk was on the Lolita Express. Yeah, I want to be clear. I am not saying that Elon Musk is a pedophile. I am not saying that. I am not claiming that he is a child trafficker or a pedophile. Yeah, but there are some worthwhile, notable connections between Elon Musk and Jeffrey Epstein. Now, I think most people know of um, the picture of himself and Ghislaine Maxwell. So this comes from a 2014 Vanity Fair party. Now, he claims that Ghislaine photobombed that photo. And you know what? To me, that's 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 in a vacuum. That's a fine explanation. I know that QAnon people, you know, they often say that, oh, this person was photographed with this person. Therefore, they're connected. So we're not going to do that. But there are lots of other interesting things. According to Vanity Fair, Musk had attended a dinner organized by LinkedIn founder Reid Hoffman, where Epstein was present, and uh, he said that he was at Epstein's house in Manhattan for about 30 minutes in the middle of the afternoon at the urging of his then-wife, Tallulah Riley, who wanted to meet him for a novel she was writing. So throwing his his now ex-wife under the bus, saying like, no, 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 this was, this was obviously her doing. She was the reason we happened to go to Jeffrey Epstein's house. Yeah, I was writing a novel. It's called Lolito. <laughs> it's from a female perspective. It's important to showcase female voices. Earlier this year, uh, the Daily Mail reported on something that was interesting. So Jeffrey Epstein boasted about a 2012 lunch meeting with Elon Musk that took place after Epstein served a year in jail for procuring underage girls for prostitution. So this is what that report said. Jeffrey Epstein bragged about meeting Elon Musk in 2012 in a previously unknown encounter between the two. 
DailyMail.com can reveal that the late pedophile said he met the world's richest man at the TED conference that year in Long Beach, California. Epstein told an acquaintance that he had just had lunch with Musk and Boris Nikolic, the former scientific advisor to Bill Gates, who the financier named as an executor of his will. This came out just a few months ago, so there's still information coming out about exactly how connected Epstein and Elon Musk were. We need to investigate all TED conferences. Imagine a TED talk in which the speaker, you know, strides out on stage, looks over the vast audience, rips off their mask, reveals that they're the director of the FBI pedophile task task force the screens behind them fleeing say you're all under arrest people the people in full you know body armor come repelling from the ceilings yes 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 travis in 2018, Epstein told the New York Times columnist James B. Stewart that he was advising Elon Musk on Tesla. Now, Elon Musk denied this, but, you know, he has not been fully truthful and forthcoming about these connections. So we'll take that with a grain of salt. In addition to that, the U.S. Virgin Islands has subpoenaed Elon Musk for documents in its lawsuit accusing J.P. Morgan Chase of helping enable sexual abuses by Jeffrey Epstein. According to the court filing in U.S. District Court in Manhattan, Musk may have been referred to J.P. Morgan by Epstein. So we don't know the results of that subpoena, but he may have been involved in um, Musk's business dealings more than is publicly known. Now, and what about the claim that uh, the photo with Ghislaine Maxwell was just a photo bomb? They didn't know each other. They didn't talk. Well, according to a report from the New York Times, that wasn't entirely true. And here's what that report says. According to a Vanity Fair staff member at the time who stood next to Miss Maxwell and Mr. Musk and shared contemporaneous notes with the Times, the pair chatted. Ms. Maxwell asked Mr. Musk if there was a way to remove oneself from the Internet and encouraged Mr. Musk to destroy the Internet. Well, I agree with her there. Mr. Musk demurred. Ms. Maxwell then asked Mr. Musk why aliens hadn't yet made contact with humanity, to which Mr. Musk replied that all civilizations eventually end, including Maxwell's hypothetical alien one, and raised the possibility that humans are living in a simulation. Oh no, uh, Miss uh, Maxwell, the aliens have come by and uh, they saw what you guys were up to, you and uh, Mr. Epstein, and they said, nah, fuck this. But here's a here's another instance, according to this report, of Musk being not entirely forthcoming about his involvement with Ghislaine Maxwell and uh, and or Jeffrey Epstein. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, he said it was oh, just a photo bomb, whatever, whatever. But like, yeah, apparently they had a nice little chat about, you know, deep philosophical matters. But at least like there wasn't any kind of thing where Epstein was connected to hooking up Musk's brother with a girlfriend. Yes, yes, yes. So according to a report, Jeffrey Epstein hooked up Kimball Musk, who is Elon Musk's business partner and brother. And apparently they dated for like roughly for a year or so. So this was a this was an interesting thing, especially since like this is a famously a human trafficker. So hooking someone up with a girlfriend has much different implications when you're in that business. Yeah, especially since since it seems like everybody knew, uh, you know, what what Epstein was doing was kind of an open secret that, you know, they might not have agreed with it. You know, they might not have agreed with it, but. Uh, you, you know, he, you, you know, he had his fancies, okay, and and you know, who who are we, uh, the other uh, elite, uh, you know, to deny oneself uh, of of you know their their proclivities? Um, <laughs> I mean, more than that, he was already literally yeah. convicted of sex trafficking by that point. It's not like open secret; it is. <laughs> 
conviction in the court of law, public record. The fact that this had happened, he wasn't a pariah in these kinds of elite circles, certainly does not speak well to them. Yeah, you don't, you know, you really don't hear any stories of, uh, you know, Epstein showing up at a party or whatever, and people kind of like spitting in it, spitting at his feet, and you know, saying, "Get the fuck out of here!" You know, you're not welcome here. But when he shows up uh, uh, on Zoom from jail, everyone doesn't <laughs> want to talk to him. Yeah, I hear that Elon Musk actually killed Jeffrey Epstein using winnuke.exe through through Zoom. Mm. Yeah, I heard that Jeffrey Epstein was one of the first trial runs in uh, Neuralink, and um, <laughs> and uh, the moment the moment he got arrested, they just hit the little you know they called the number on the phone, and his brain just popped. Yeah. We don't know what's happening with these monkeys. They keep uh, wrapping a white sheet around their neck and uh, bursting their hyoid bone. While Elon Musk and QAnon followers are working to revive Pizzagate, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene is working to revive the Seth Rich conspiracy theory, which is kind of related because basically, you know, the story goes that Seth Rich uh, had access to the DNC emails and then he was so disgusted he went to uh, go and reveal them, leak leak them to WikiLeaks. And of course, uh, for this transgression, Hillary Clinton personally strangled him to death. Now, obviously... Obviously, no, this is all nonsense. DNC was hacked by Russian agents and Seth Rich was tragically murdered in the streets of D.C. Um, in a botched robbery, according to the best information. We, we've covered this extensively. This new development is spurred by the fact that uh, a judge has ordered the FBI to provide an index of the contents of Seth Rich's uh, laptops and set a timeline for producing the content that isn't exempt from disclosure because, for example, that they might involve significant privacy concerns. So this is often simplified in some tweets and news reports as the FBI has been ordered to hand over Seth Rich's laptop, but that oversimplification isn't entirely true. So Texas Judge Amos T. Mazant ordered quote, a timeline. Texas Judge Amos L. Mazant ordered, quote, a timeline for the disclosure of information on Seth Rich's personal laptop, Seth Rich's work laptop, the DVD and tape drive within 14 days following issuance of this memorandum of opinion and order. So the ruling is the latest in a long running freedom of information battle between the FBI and Ty Clevenger, an attorney representing the plaintiff who is Texas based Brian Huddleston. I hear he has a bunch of sick unreleased tracks on that, like Frazzle Drip, a bunch of other ones, dude. FOIA is a great thing. And of course, I'm, I'm all for transparency. But this is obviously a part of the ongoing belief that there's just there's something connected to Seth Rich that will somehow blow the lid off, not just like Pizzagate, but also the claim that like Russia didn't hack the DNC or whatever. It's just never ending. We know what's going to happen, right? On the off chance, uh, the the FBI decides to uh, turn over this laptop or these materials over to this very pilled judge and this pilled lawyer and his pilled client. What's going to happen most likely is they'll find nothing, but then they'll say some analysts believe that the computer has been tampered with. Of course, people want to believe what they want to believe and they're going to believe it. Like, what? why the fuck do they care what's on this laptop? Yeah, because there's just there's this never-ending belief that the next piece of information is going to blow the lid off of everything. And this happens over and over and over again. It's like, well, we just need this piece of information to prove that we're right. Mm-hmm. And then once once they get that information and it doesn't, well, the next thing, the next thing, and this is just the next, next thing. Yes, we collectively as a nation have just been waiting for the next piece of information You have to believe that the lid is about to be blown off because otherwise you have to look 
behind you and see six, seven years of disappointment and failed prophecy. And nobody wants to do that because they can't get that time back. You're right. I feel like Philic is one of the sickest iterations of eternal American optimism that, you know, you never, ever have to endure the shame of realizing you were mistaken if you always believe that tomorrow is going to prove that you're right. Just I, I just I know it in my mind. I don't have to think <laughs> about like all the missteps, all the ways that I've been laughed at, all the ways that I thought I was going to be proven right that didn't work out. I just have to think about tomorrow, that piece of information that's going to come out tomorrow that'll blow the lid off of everything and unleash the Great Awakening. And the thing is, is like optimism is is great when you are is sort of using it as a tool for like self-reflection or, you know, trying to get through a hard time. Hey, you know, today was a really bad day, but tomorrow is a different day. Tomorrow might not be so bad. The problem is is when you try to affix uh, that that uh, pipe fitting to uh, <laughs> your political enemies or heroes, uh, you, you know, pick you, you can pick which, which whichever one you'd rather spend more time uh, huffing about. Until we can figure all of this out, I think that Americans should have to give up optimism until they can use it responsibly. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see that happening is, is the core of, our, of uh, the American psyche. So yeah, so Marjorie Taylor Greene, she took advantage of this by tweeting out a screenshot of the judge's order and just saying, Seth Rich. And of course, everyone's like, you know, underneath her mentions, everyone was freaking out because they thought that this would reveal the truth of Seth Rich. I will say this, this one is really fucking sick. I mean, it's, it's, it's all sick for various reasons, but like, like people have been, um, like Fox news was sued because of this. There are lots of other private lawsuits. Uh, Seth Rich's parents and brother have been through fucking hell and harassment and being accused of being like shills and covering up the true cause of their son's death sick shit um and they just want peace they just want to mourn and these insane fuckers who care more about you know just just stringing people along with these conspiracy theories they don't care about that it's it's really awful the other interesting thing is is that like people are freaking out because it's from a judge, right? There's there's this there's this sort of weird obsession with law and law enforcement and criminal justice and lawyers and legal analysis. Everybody thinks that because something has made it into some kind of legal document that oh my goodness, this is now it's real. Now it's real. Uh, did you a judge a judge in Texas? This could be any Anybody, hey, you might be a, a you know a rational person uh, that became a judge, uh, get a little bit older, and uh, it slides. You know, we've seen so many examples of people in incredibly powerful positions, uh, positions that you would think uh, would take a, a amount of of great rationality and intelligence to achieve. Uh, just d do and say the dumbest things. Uh, re re you know, peddle misinformation, peddle conspiracy theories. There's this weird obsession with everybody wanting to be a detective or a lawyer or a cop or whatever. It's like everybody has reverted back to, you know, being six years old in like 1958, where like you wanted to be an astronaut, a cowboy or a police officer. Julian is just he's gone. Yeah, head in right. hands. So upset. He's what's going through your mind right now, friend? 
Who care? <laughs> well, who care? I'm sick of it all. I, I mean, I am too. I gotta say, I was like, whenever I follow conspiracy theories and conspiracy theorists and read their content on multiple platforms, I feel like an old-timey movie producer who's just heard the same story pitched to me over and over again. And I'm like, what do you got that's new? Come on. Do you have anything fresh? Do you have anything new? I've heard the, uh, the, the young man murdered to cover up secrets. I've heard that one. What else do you got? Is tired <laughs> What's worse about it is that it's um it's not just that it keeps reappearing. It keeps reappearing because these incredibly powerful people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, like Elon Musk, keep reviving it. It's really frustrating and sick that these people who have everything, all, like all the money and all the power, are spreading these nonsense conspiracy theories that are radicalizing people, causing people to ruin their own lives and act in very dangerous ways. It's not enough to have all the army men lined up to play with. You've got everybody. You've got the bazooka. You, you got the you got the guy crawling on his belly. You've got all of them. You got them all in your mm. big tub. You got all the action figures. And, and yet, what do you want to do? You want to go out to the backyard and you want to record over your first birthday VHS of you uh, uh, dumping gasoline onto this pile of plastic army men and lighting it on fire. Like, why, what, why would you do this? Why would you destroy such a precious memory in VHS and your parents are going to be so mad at you when they go to show that first birthday party VHS at a family gathering and it goes to static and then it's just a videotape of a pile of army men and then you see a couple of hands come into the screen with a gasoline canister and it's dumping gasoline on the army men Wait, this and is, it's lighting them on you fire. Did this. What are you going to do you, then? Yeah, is this, what, a memory? I, this is you weirdly this? specific. What the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, Jake, what? please tell us more. So you you taped over your your not birthday? on purpose. I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> but you did this. Oh, wow. that's tragic. Wow. Well, Beautiful you guys are stuff. exhausted now. Imagine what it's going to be like uh f- 6 months from now. Uh, Trump uh, tweeting from you know tweeting from jail. Uh, Elon Elon says uh, I have spoken with the uh, artist formerly known as Q. I have verified their identity right. and and we have given them a verified government account uh, on Zitter and uh, the Q drops are now are now on 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 X. Uh, you know because because yeah the letters Q X the letters they go together well uh, uh, a new round of COVID a new round of COVID uh, uh, ravages the the world I mean how are you gonna how are you gonna do then if you're bad now that's the next step Elon Musk is gonna be the new Ron Watkins he's gonna be I personally verified that this is Q's real X account I've bought Q I've renamed it X and we're going for it that's my little prediction for for the day. You're, you predict Trump will be in jail? Good luck, buddy. Eh, he'll be in like um, he'll be on like house arrest or something, maybe. Yeah, he'll be on house arrest in the White House, buddy. <laughs> yeah, he'll be he'll be wearing an ankle he'll be wearing an ankle bracelet, and there will be a new conspiracy theory that the ankle bracelet isn't actually an ankle bracelet, but instead, I voted for Trump in 2016. <laughs> I did not vote in 2020, and I'm going to vote for Trump again in 2024. Mm. I'm sorry. <laughs> Now, I think what's going to happen is that Trump is going to delay for years, but he will be found guilty of like some crime somewhere. And then he'll he'll get to the point. It'll be years and years and years delay. Well, finally, he gets to the point where he had where he has to serve his uh, first day in prison and he'll die that day. Not just not not yes. not from suicide, just because his body will just naturally reject any sense of justice. And so and so. Yeah. 
all of the all of the bits of fries will finally you, you know break th- you know break through uh, uh you know to, to the right artery at the exact right time yeah and we'll get the nice young healthy smart Joe Biden back. And there's going to be a podcast that's like, um, it's a whole podcast that probably does very well. Lots of sponsors, um, you know, that is predicated on 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 tracking the goings, uh, the comings and goings of Trump's ghost. <laughs> Trump's ghost uh, spotted in the West Wing. Staffers were scared. They faintly smelled the aroma of Big Macs uh, wafting through the hallways and uh, we're shocked to discover uh, a a greenish blob, uh, no no legs, uh, just don't gobbling, you dare. gobbling don't you food uh, off dare. table, drinking Bring Diet Coke. The Diet Coke is going through its body Not and again. falling on the floor, and they're hitting this has it with nothing to do with beams. Ghostbusters. <laughs> nothing. I'd say that about does it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you for listening to another episode of the QAA podcast. You can go to patreon.com slash QAnon Anonymous and sign up for five bucks a month. You'll get access to all of our premium episodes, the entire archive, lots of content throughout the ages, lots of it very evergreen. On top of that, you'll get access to all of the existing miniseries. We have Man Clan. We have Trickle Down. We have The Spectral Voyager. And soon... This week, we're launching Perverts, a series hosted by myself and Liv Agar, and that one will be covering basically uh, horny subcultures on the internet, with the first episode covering gooning and featuring as guests the two wonderful hosts of the Your Kickstarter Sucks podcast, that is Jesse Farrar and Michael Hale. Check it out. Come sign up. You'll even get access to the ongoing Second season of Trickle Down, which Travis is kicking off this week with a two-parter on Gatorade, which turns out, hey, there might be some suspicious stuff going on around. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is really fascinating. You know what? Here's the thing. I, I really like working on this because, you know, the, uh, the Spectral Voyager Jake series, it, it dares to ask, what if there's more to what we know? What if there's more to our material reality? What if there's another dimension? My podcast asks, what if there's less? What if the... What if there's less? What if there's a lot less? What if there's a lot less? What if there's so much less? The things that you think are true, the things you think you know, like basic information, like how much water you should drink in a day is bullshit. So yeah, I'm excited to work on that. We've got Good Cop, Jake, bad cop, Travis, and me, who's just trying to unbutton your zipper so I can suck you off. <laughs> it's great. It's a whole lot of content, a whole lot of mini series too, a lot of different stuff. Yeah, go sign up for our Patreon right now if you haven't already. And we have a website, QAnonAnonymous.com. Listener, until next week, may the deep dish bless you and keep you. It's not a conspiracy, it's fact. And now, today's auto cue. Satan is working overtime to make a new level of hell cause Henry Pissinger has finally fucking died. You may know this propagandist by his greatest hits. Bombings. Genocides. Military coups 
and other crimes against humanity but did you know he was also someone Hillary Clinton considered a close personal friend he devoted his life to declaring war against the commies and other unconstitutional things and people called him a hero. Today we pour one out for one of the worst people to ever do it so spread those legs like er the freedom of INF Hormation Act and send this to people you want to give you their tricky dick. You'll give someone a detente in their pants and you'll be getting realpoly dicked down with that missile treaty tonight.